0: Hey, good morning. Welcome back. And thank you for listening to the Donna and Steve Show. On My Talk 1071, everything entertainment. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. Hello. And we got some music news. It's time to talk music. I enjoy music. With Donna Valentine. Yeehaw! And Steve Patterson.
2: You like Huey Lewis on the news? This.
0: this. Is the beat Miss Shannon brings us some uh, new music and a performance on Jimmy Kimmel? Yes. What do you want to start
3: with? Um, we'll do this real quick because I really uh, appreciate this band. My friend and I do a live stream. We talked about it. They're called the Linda Lindas, and they came out. Uh, we got to uh, learn about them last month. Because they uh, broadcast a concert from the L.A. Public Library as part of Asian-American Pacific Islander Month last month. Nice. And so this band, it's a group of of girls called the Linda Lindas. Um, They're half Asian Latinx. Uh, they f- they feature two sisters, a cousin, and their close friend. And so all of these girls, they're like between the ages of 12 and 14, I believe. Oh, my gosh. And they shred. <laughs> so you can, uh, we'll make, I'll give you the, the link, and we can go ahead and tweet this out later. Because sure. you can watch their whole uh, performance that they did for AAPI Heritage Month at the um, Los Angeles Public Library. But you also can watch them do an interview on Jimmy Kimmel. And they did their one song. And their song that they're most known for right now is one called Racist, Sexist Boy. Huh. And because they do talk a lot about, you know, they do a lot of commentary and they are a punk band and they are very what you would expect from a punk band. Um, so but, you know, when you talk and you see them talk about this song, um, they wrote it because the the way that it came up is that there was a backstory. There was a boy from school that told one of the girls in the band that his dad told him to stay away from Chinese people. <gasps> and so this young girl said, hey, I'm Chinese. And she said that this boy backed away from her. Oh, my God, that's horrible. Right. And so they, you know, they just talk about how even at their age, they just see a lot of sexism around boys their age. And, and they see that this goes on a lot with just people of all ages. So they wrote this song because it made them really angry and they decided to write the song about it. So, Grant, do you have a little piece of it? Everybody, I just want to let you know, it's very punk rock. It's right, very shouty. It. Let's do it. <laughs> Yeah, so they came with that a little bit before uh, they went into lockdown, and so that's how they spent their quarantine. Quarantine is is working on their music. And I love the anger. A yes, you know, they're very and they puns be right. A-
0: angry. And right. And the, the
2: the best part about the video, which you guys will see, Donna will link it up. Yes. The, the the lead singer and I don't know her name. I forgive me, but she's got like the the whisk kitty whiskers painted on her face. Yes. You know, yeah. and so she's up there just screaming, emotional, loving it, and then she's got these just adorable. It's just it's a it's a really cool scene how they set up right. the whole stage everything. Thing, their whole persona. It's pretty cool.
3: Right. Okay, and they just cool. shred. So if you're into this kind of music, I really want to support them. The Linda Lindas, you can find their whole performance and then see that song on Jimmy Kimmel Live. There
0: you go. Mm-hmm. Are you into punk? Yes. Good for you. Yes. Did <laughs> you, uh, you, you like know, like um, The Dead Kennedy? Yes. And, like, and then
3: I grew up on like, you know, even like Sig, Sig Sputnik and a bunch of those yeah, other things back yeah, in the my day. my brother used
0: to expose me to that kind of right. music because he's I, my big brother and I'm the baby.
3: Yeah, so I leaned into, especially when I was in high school, I was a lot more into, like, indie rock and all of that stuff as well. And then kind of learned to, like, I mean, pop music. Because there's always songs that you're like, well, I like that too. And you need a little joy in your life. And I kind of, then in college, I leaned a little emo. You, you know, got to yeah. a little emo yeah. and probably actually past college. I remember when I worked at the other radio station, uh, when I was the promotions director, uh, one of my assistants came in and I was listening to something and then she's like, why do you always listen to such sad music? And I'm like, Oh, sad. I didn't,
0: <laughs> it hadn't even occurred to me that it was sad. That's funny that I, I gravitate towards that kind of music too. Mm-hmm. Like I love Ed Sheeran. Yes. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift. I love all that, like, the feely-feel stuff. Ah, yes. You I'm- know...
3: When I'm still listening to like the Fallout Boys of the world and the panic yes. <laughs> at the discos, and but then I pop over to K-pop. So I think that that's one of the things that that music does for us. Yeah, is it allows you to have a broad swatch of emotions, and it you depends well on what moves yeah. you. Yes, did. yes, yes. Mm-hmm.
0: yes. Mm-hmm. I concur. Yes, yes. Uh, okay, so apparently Prince uh, Prince's estate released one of his uh, songs from the vault. I'm assuming. Okay. Um, and this, this is called, oh my gosh, what is it called? Well, is it Welcome to America? The the Mm -hmm. album
2: is Welcome to America. The song is Born to Die.
0: Yes. Let's listen. All right. I'm going to say something very unpopular. What? You don't like it? Um, I don't mind it. The back, the music sounds a little (laughs) (laughs) pornish. The whoa. That,
3: From, yeah, it sounds it, a little. That's that's actually a very popular opinion. I think that that is fair.
2: Let's see. Here, let's see this now.
0: Yeah, it's got. It a just little reminds me
3: of, of a if if instead of a. Um, an old school um, James Bond movie. It was like an old school black exploitation movie. That would be the theme song. Is what it feels <laughs> yeah. like.
0: <Remember> that? <laughs>
3: <laughs> and then he would come out in like a big popped up collar. <laughs> <laughs> and all it's all a solving bear. mystery. <laughs> <like> huggy bear. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> That's what it sounds like to me. Oh, <laughs> so very, I mean, like, it's fine. If we did an old school like a throwback movie and Aegis Elba got to be the
0: <laughs> yes the, he's wearing like hero. a feather boa exactly. <laughs>
3: and then he'd come out, to, to yeah. die, bunt
0: <laughs> <Right>? Yes. <laughs> All right. Right. Oh, my God, it's so funny. But here's the thing. I love that Grant has that music on the
3: ready. We have so much music right now that is like, or like intentionally throwbacky like that. Yes. And that's the kind of stuff that I think that the Grammys loves. I, I'm torn because, I mean, yep. we were there. So why are we making that music, and now it's considered art, when it's just old.
0: Well, it's the same <laughs> it stuff with old. movies, though. Everybody's, right. like...
2: Drawing from the well.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. and it's kind of annoying when mm-hmm. you've already lived through it. right? You know, like, uh, bringing back Full House, mm-hmm. Fuller House, and, like, just all the... What do you call it? Re...
2: The reboots. The reboots. Right. The
0: reboots. Like, stop! Right. So,
3: it's having music that's, that doesn't update the genre... I'm always like, okay, you know, but I I just feel like I've heard that song a million times. I feel like I grew up in that sound. If my mom had played that. You know, when I was like wandering around in the kitchen, (laughs) when my mom was playing, I'd be like, "Yeah, mom's playing the new track that she's got, some disco track." Exactly.
0: Exactly. (laughs) Although I do have that song in my head now: "Wanna die, born to die, whatever it is." Did I say "wanna die"? Yeah, you said it. Sorry, born to die. Yeah, we don't want that. Uh, I'm gonna go. Um, (laughs) When We come back though. uh, What do you have for us coming up? Oh, oh, oh. Was it my turn?
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. I do have this one. I have this study about um, how the size of your social circle might show us how smart you are.
0: Oh, Mm -hmm. All right, let's discuss that when we come right back on Donna and Steve on My Talk.
1: Hey, big shout out to our friends at Chill Boys for sponsoring our podcast.
0: Yes, Chill Boys is local. They make really comfortable and cooling men's underwear. The fabric is breathable and flexible because it's made from bamboo with a little smidge of spandex. And you could get a great deal right now on your first purchase.
1: Yeah, you go to chillboys.com and then use the promo code MYTALK when you're there. What will await you besides a great deal?
0: Donna and Steve on my talk 1071, everything entertainment. I'm just kidding. Steve's not here. (laughs) Miss Shannon's here. Hello. Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Yes. Happy Friday, everybody. Oh man. We made it. We did. I've only been here since Wednesday, but And I always (laughs)
3: say that, but it's not like the weekend matters to me because I work on the
0: weekends. Oh, you
3: do? Yes. Yeah. I'm almost always working on the weekends. So that's okay. I'm just used to it. Yeah.
0: So you're working seven days a week? Kind of, yeah. You right need now, some time off. it's
3: hard though when you're an independent contractor. That is because true. it's like you don't have PTO, I'm, so I can decide that I'm going to not work. And there's days that I go, well, today I'm counting as my day off. So I kind of counted uh, last Monday as my day off. So I answered a couple of emails and then spent most of the. I, I am slowly working on my yard. So I bought nice. a an electric dethatcher. So Ooh. it's basically a rake for a, an electric rake or vacuum type thing that I've been working on my yard because nice. I'm like that is the first thing I have to do is get all the dead stuff. Yep. But, uh, grant got impressed because his family knows all of this stuff. Mm. So yes. Of course, so, yeah.
2: golf course. I <laughs> like
0: where
3: your heads at with yes. that, yes. With That's So nice I got work. that because I'm like I I I'm like I, at first I was like well I'll just do it in patches and rake it myself and I was like no that will take. That's you what I decades. do every
0: season. I just
3: I'm like I'll get up what I can. No, you should buy this thing. Okay, because it'll just go and it'll rake it all up for you, and and, and mine Does has a it go bagger on. Its own or are you pushing it? You push it, okay. So it's like it look. It not really is tight. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. I bet you they make those though. I want to that. make that. No, so this one, so you push it, and then I use it because I read all the reviews and they're right. It comes with it ha. It, it has a bagger, oh. but that's more trouble than it's worth because it fills so quickly, especially if you have a yard like mine that had not been dethatched in ages. So then, what do you do? I mow again. So I, I go mow back, I and I pick, I mow it, up and I pick it up with the with my lawnmower. Got it. Yes. Wow. See, I'm mean, That is my project right now. I didn't know you had that exp- in you. Yeah. Well, I picked that project because I'm like, I can do this because I got a quote for how much it would cost to have somebody else come do that, and it was like,
0: no, mm-hmm. it's so expensive, <laughs> so expensive. Yes. So
3: I'll figure that out. So anyway. So we
0: digress.
3: Yes. You know, but we are <laughs> talking about things that are going on in our lives. And so this one, I found this study and I thought it was interesting. And Donna, I, this math again, I'm an English major. So there are lots of things that I'm I going, okay, that just that. doesn't sound right to me. So anytime that it's numbers related, I always want to talk to you or one of my other friends that can go, does this sound right? So okay. a scientist mm-hmm. at Oxford had discovered that the size of a person's orbit, modidi, orbital medial prefrontal cortex. So the front of your brain that identifies other people's moods and personalities that part of your brain it can predict the size of your person's a person's social circle so,
0: I could predict the size of your. If you look
3: at my prefrontal cortex, you can say, okay, this is what this part of her brain looks like. So, her social circle is of X size. So, scientists say they can just examine my brain and go, here's how many I have. And they said that the average prefrontal cortex averages out to be around 147 friends in a social network. That sounds huge to me, and that says it, it again? Is, right. So it <laughs> says that, so the cor- size of your prefrontal cortex can determine. You can look at that, and they can use to go. Here's what your social circle looks like. Okay, and they you- said that on average, Got it. All of us, based upon our prefrontal cortex, on average we have around 147 friends mm-hmm. in a social network. Doesn't that seem high? Very, Even very for us that high. are super ex- extroverted, yeah, no. the most extroverted of extroverts. I'm going, I don't trust this math. Because no. that seems, I know I know 147 people. That you could invite to a wedding. Exactly. Say, there you go. And maybe that's but what I they're don't talking think, about. Right. And so that's what I was like, okay, what on earth as far as your... They think Facebook friends count. I guess right? because and it was like because the whole article, which I thought was really interesting, was like how many friends can your brain hold, and it was saying that that's how many people you can keep track of, and that just seems no way.
2: way, no exactly no. Way to I. keep tabs on even like ten people is I exactly.
0: can't even keep tabs on myself I have half the time. Five, right. maybe five to seven people in my social circle, Me too. and they're not all in the same circle. Agreed, mm-hmm. it's a right? Venn diagram, so there's yes. some that
3: overlap, and then there's some that, that I'm like, don't. here's how I know them, and then even if you pick all of the people that i hub i'm thinking 20 yeah i'm thinking 20 on a regular you better basis you
0: think about coworkers mm-hmm. but i'm not really that social with my coworkers right so, so i'm like Thanks, okay yeah, we still have to do a doggy play day.
3: That's true, we do. <laughs> but I, you know, I thought, you know, so there's gotta be and especially if you're looking at that that's the average, because in general we all have similar brain sizes. So I know that's right. how can they average it out. So who has the most giant prefrontal cortex? that they are eschewing this and they have 5,000 friends Jay in their social. Right? I don't know. <laughs> who could do this?
0: Well, <laughs> they have is... to
3: look like the, the aliens in those cartoons that right. have the giant brain because I just don't see how that math makes sense. And I read through the study a couple of times because I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Um, and I, I see social circle and I think good friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's what I would, I think, yes. I would look at it that way too. Like who would you...
2: let I, Watch your house.
0: Yeah, there you go. Who would you let sleep in
2: your house if you're not there? Yes, that's like I, I don't let a lot of people into my home if I don't know you. You know,
3: right? I don't know. Right? Rude.
2: You know, <laughs> well, you as well, been, well. You didn't come in because of the pandemic, but you know you guys are welcome in my home. Come well, thank on, you. Now. thank Thanks, you,
3: thank you, thank you. We'll see you this afternoon. Huh? <laughs> I'll you be here a, for Colin Bradley. You be so? Will you be grilling? Um, so, <laughs> but but I do think as far as you know, you do you do have that. I look at it this way. So they're like, uh, maybe it's because we have second tier, third tier, fourth tier friends. So people. So I was like, again, the study did not look into what the full definition was. And that's the other reason why I was like,
0: okay, I don't think that this is right. Or you're Um, not receiving the information as it was intended. Correct. You know, or Mm -hmm. vice versa. They're not telling us what that definition is. Right.
3: And so and especially I I don't want them dissecting me after I die and going she was lonely. This is why <laughs> this is why we can dissect her. Totally. She died alone cuz she had a tiny frontal cortex, prefrontal oh. cortex and clearly had no friends.
0: Right. So, <laughs> and her cat ate her foot. Exactly cuz cats
3: cats BB and cats.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I call bunk on that. That that Agree. is very Too high of a number. I agree. I agree. Anyway, Mm -hmm. uh, should we play a game? Yes, please. All right. The College of Pop Culture Knowledge is coming right up. We need someone on the phone. Who do you think is going to win? Do you think it's going to be me or do you think it's going to be Miss Shannon? If you guessed correctly, you could win a prize. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back with the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. You know what's tougher than working out? Working out alone. The YMCA is the perfect place to bring a workout buddy or find a trainer who can help you stay committed to your exercise schedule. When I'm chatting with a friend, my workout is more fun and goes by so much quicker. Grab a pal and join the Y by June 17th to get $10 enrollment and pay no dues until August. Sign up at YMCANorth.org. Welcome back to the show. You are listening to The Donna and Steve Show on My Talk one zero seven one. Everything entertainment. Still waiting for a call, right, Grant?
2: Yep. Still waiting for a call. 651 641 1071
0: There it's ringing. There you go. We're about to play a game. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is I in. It's time to go to college. <laughs> college, college, college. It's time to attend the College of Pop Culture Knowledge. It's like quiz ball. Three trivia questions to find out who's smarter. Donna.
3: Donna's
2: a smart one. Or Steve. His brain ain't right, but it's fun.
0: And here's your host, I am Grant. I want to see how smart you (laughs) are. Grant is on the phone as we speak, finding out who our contestant is, and then we're going to find out. What the topic is going to be today? Well, Donna, the last two weeks
3: when I was in on Fridays, I played on your behalf. Yes. So I apologize in advance if I spank you today and give a point (laughs) to Steve. Um, So (laughs) because I am not, I I just would not, in good conscience, feel right if I didn't try just to make sure that I continue to
0: give you points. I have to at least try. Well, the good thing is I am up a point.
2: Yes, you had a huge first time
0: ever. Thank you. Yesterday was a
2: big day. I just want to make sure we know autumn is with us. So stay on the. On the, on hold here, Autumn. Hey, but, Autumn. Um, uh, Autumn, how you doing? Autumn, you there?
0: Yep.
2: Okay, perfect. So I just want to explain what happened to Miss Shannon yesterday. Okay. So yesterday, Donna did win. The, the trivia, which was, uh, I think it was 1970s uh, actresses, uh, women Ooh, actresses,
0: I okay. believe it was. No, no it wasn't. What <laughs> so <long> was it? <laughs> Time flies. Oh, uh, uh, It yeah. was I... like identify the female oh, actress in a TV show. TV show. show. That's God. what it was. Yes. Yeah.
2: So, yeah. Uh, my apologies. But she won that one. And then Steve was like, hey, I'll give you a double or nothing if you take the tiebreaker against me. And that wasn't enough for her. So he offered her triple or nothing, wow. which would mean she would get three extra points. Which she then did defeat Steve, which gives her the lead of 54 to 53. She got Congrats. four points Whee! yesterday. And that's
3: what Steve gets. Because the last time I played against Steve, Steve's like, hey, I just want to let you know. Sometimes, Grant, he'll slip it in, and you just got to wait till they read the whole question yes, and do all this stuff.
0: Trick us. Now, he told
3: me that, and then immediately did not take his own advice and got the question. Because <laughs> oh, I was trying to
0: wait until the end, gamer. and then he's like, Steve. And then when I was like, oh, you Please Yep. Yep. <laughs> Don't ever listen to him. <laughs> right. Anyway, I'm very excited. This is the first time in a long time that I am in a winning position. Well done. Thank yes. you. Nice job, Donna. Thanks. So,
2: Autumn, are you uh, ready to play with us today? Yep. Okay. Well, you can pick either Miss Shannon or Donna. Today's topic is, again, we're going to the 70s. So, it's just general 1970s TV trivia. Okay. 1970s TV trivia. Huh. Who would you want to play with, Miss Shannon or Donna? You're playing for a my talk t-shirt, Autumn.
3: Uh, Miss Shannon, please. Nice. Okay. I shall return. All right. Go get comfy in the hallway, Miss okay. Valentine.
2: All right, Miss Shannon. All right. I'm going to
3: try and do you proud, Autumn. Here we go.
2: All right, Autumn. We'll come to you at the end, and you can help out Miss Shannon any way you can after I ask her these questions, okay? Okay. All right, Miss Shannon. Which actor portrayed the $6 million man? Pass. What was the name of the car in the Dukes of Hazard? The General Lee. Can you name two of the three original stars in Charlie's Angels?
3: Two. Oh, um. Oh, gosh. Uh, Farrah Fawcett and, um, um. Oh. What was the brunette? I used to call my doll her name. Uh, Linda Blair and. Oh, and I watched all those shows. I feel so bad. Autumn, I'm sorry. Okay. Well,
2: that's what she's here for. Okay. So, Autumn, can you help her out? She did not answer the first one, which was which actor pl- portrayed the $6 million man. Do you know who played that?
3: Uh,
1: that was Lee Majors.
3: Yes. Yes.
2: And then she said General Lee for the name of the Dukes of Hazzard's car? Yes. And she said Farrah Fawcett and then Linda Blair was your second one, correct? Yes. You- um, I'm going to say, yeah, Farrah Fawcett for sure. The Linda It wasn't Linda Carter, was it?
3: No, she was Wonder okay, Woman. Okay, then it was Linda Blair.
2: Linda Blair, oh, yeah. okay. All righty. Well, let's get Donna back in here. All right. Will you help me out with that, Ms. Yep. Shannon, real quick?
3: Here she comes.
2: All right. What do you got planned for the weekend, Autumn?
3: Uh, I have a a ragnar tomorrow. Oh, congratulations. (laughs) I might die, but that's okay. You won't die. You're going to get a cool sticker for the back of your car. I'm always excited. It's going to be 97 degrees, Ms. Well, I know, but you just get the water. You bring your hydrate kind of thing. Because it doesn't matter how fast you finish that one, right? It's more just how long, just completing it, right? Right. Okay. She says she's running Ragnar.
0: Oh, wow. Good for you. Yes. Yes,
3: yes. And you get the sticker anyway, don't you? Yeah, I,
2: I have plenty. <laughs> I've done about eleven of them. Oh, oh congratulations!
3: Gosh. That is awesome. Uh, you give me squad goals.
0: Um, <laughs> Not me. Well, I'll be next time. <laughs> Whenever someone says, you know, for their fortieth birthday they want to run a marathon, I'm like, cool. <laughs> you know, I'm more like, I'll write a book. You know, I, I'll come up with a different goal. We can do both. I don't want to do both. No, no. I don't even want to go from here to the coffee pot. Autumn, how long is Ragnar again? <laughs>
1: Well, the one tomorrow is called Sunset, so it's just a one day, and we Mm -hmm. only run twice. The the normal ones are a 24-hour race, so we start Friday morning and end Saturday night. Congratulations. And run
0: through the night. And it's like a relay race, right? Yeah, yeah That's that sounds fun, right? If you're into it's that, <laughs> <laughs> That's your cup of tea. Yeah. Donna's
3: like, you do you, so I don't have to. Yeah. So <laughs> you keep, you keep <laughs> running for me.
2: All right, yeah. Donna, let's this is go. as
0: competitive as I get. <laughs> all right,
2: <Okay. laughs> all right, Donnie, ready to go? Yes, I am. Which actor portrayed the Six Million Dollar Man?
0: Lee Majors.
2: What was the name of the car in the Dukes of Hazard?
0: general lee can you
2: name two of the three original charlie's angels two of the original the
0: actresses or the characters actresses oh um cheryl uh, farrah fawcett and kate kate farrah fawcett and jacqueline smith Oh, final. Mm. oh, sorry, guys. <laughs>
3: Suck it! Yeah. <laughs> I agree with that sound, Autumn. Yes. Oh, Dang here it. we go.
2: Let's go through them. Which actor portrayed the $6 million man? It was Lee Majors, and the car in the Dukes of Hazzard was General Lee. It all comes down to the final question here. Oh, you here. guys got both of those? They mm-hmm. did get okay. both of those. You both got them. Here we go. Can you name two of the three original stars of Charlie's Angels? Both of you said Farrah Fawcett. Yes. And Linda Blair was... Miss Shannon's guest, right. and um, I don't. I looked up here, and no, I, no, it's not Linda no, Blair. No, Jacqueline Smith was, in fact, the th- another one. Yes. So Donna, yes. nice job! well done. Sorry, Sorry Autumn. Guys. Sorry, Autumn.
3: I'm That's not. All right. <laughs> no, I'm just
0: kidding. <laughs> Sorry. This is like I said. This is as competitive as I get because I'm like, please. I'm so ashamed. Well, we are s- we are sending well wishes yes, to you, really Autumn. That you. is congr-
3: <laughs> congratulations. Doing another Ragnar. Right now, that is awesome. <laughs>
0: yeah, good luck to you. Thanks. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Sorry, guys. I no, I don't apologize. apologize. No, be... No,
3: I mean, I'm the one that let her down, and that, yeah. and especially on that show, because I used to have. I wasn't into Barbies per se. But I did like Charlie's Angels. So yes, I would too. pretend that my Barbies were Charlie's Angels. Oh, and then I would make them escape from things. Like, I would set up little scenarios. Like, I would trap them in managed jars and then drop them in water. And they <laughs> had to escape. And because they were spies. <laughs> and so You're so awesome. psychotic right now. I would have played with you all the time. <laughs> yes, awesome. so I was like, and now we need to escape. You know, yeah. And I remember part of the reason why I really liked that show is that, you know, especially there weren't a lot of... Um, There weren't a lot of African American black actors on a lot of shows right then. That is very true. So having two brunettes was the closest I would have from a modeling perspective. A lot when I was younger. So I was like, so I really was like, oh neat, you know. And she's the smart one, and she has this bob and all those things. So right, even though
0: the show was not completely perfect, there were things about it that, as a young girl, I really appreciated. Right, Mm -hmm. right. You know, you talk about representation, and it makes me think. um, So I have um, some gay friends. Yes. And whenever there was, like, a show uh, that, you know, was around a gay person, I'd be like, do you only watch shows about gay people? Like, as a white person, you don't understand how unrepresented people are. Right. um, Really, until you grow up. Yeah. Right? You don't really think about it. You Mm -hmm. just... Accept it for what it is, right? And then when you hear about it, you're like, "Well, that makes perfect sense."
3: I did a and uh, A, Q&A, an event with Antonio Fargas, who was the actor who played Huggy Bear in the original <laughs> Starsky and
0: Hutch. Wow, it's the second time we've said that. So, word. Exactly. I was, so I yeah. got to say that
3: again. So I was talking. uh, uh One of the things that was interesting about him, dis- the discussion is, I really that representation came up a lot because there were some uh, people in the audience who were uh, like 10 years older than me right. and how they said how important it was, even though that Huggy Bear was a pimp and all these other things, to be able to see An this actor, character who was prime, you know, uh, a prime character in the show right. on was really impacted them when they were younger. And right. I mean, he's, in a, he's a classically trained actor. He's done Shakespeare, he's done all this other stuff, yeah. but we mostly know him
0: for playing Huggy Bear. But, th- that's, but that's the, that's the, that's the, the reality. Par- that was the worst part of it though is like you take a you know a black person and they're the the criminal right Mm -hmm. you don't realize that as you know again as a kid that that it's happening over and over and over in right. TV shows. So I
3: just remember going, okay, well, I, I feel an, a, a kinship with these people. Sure. where There was the smart one and the nerdy, but she was still beautiful and all these things. So, right. yeah, I thought, you know, again, I'm not saying that everything that happened in that old school Charlie's Angels thing holds up today. <laughs> but there were lots of reasons why little girl Shannon was like, okay, I'm glad that the totally, show exists. I watch totally
0: show. Totally get it. Who mm-hmm. was the other actress? It was ja- Jacqueline Kate,
2: Smith. And- uh, Kate. Kate. I just Kate Jackson. Kate
0: yeah, that you, was the
3: one I wanted to remember. See, and those were the, <laughs> I,
0: she was the cool one. Yes. I liked her because mm-hmm. she was the one who usually solved the, the crimes. Yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, that's what was tripping me up was Jacqueline Smith, Kate Jackson. Yes. Yeah, you like, said what? Kate.
2: You did say Kate. I know, just, and yeah. then I was
0: like Jack, Jacqueline. Oh man, good questions, Grant. Well, yes. a good show. Thank Excellent. That well, was a good show. I, I had an advantage though a little bit because I'm old. I think we're the same age. Donna. We're not. <laughs> Trust me. I am, I am much older. Okay, fair not enough. Not wiser, just older. <laughs> fair enough. Uh, hey, when we come back, let's talk about uh, Stephen King and yes. near-death experience. Right. And how it's now turned into his art. Ooh. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's discuss when we come right back on My Talk one oh seven one. Good morning. Still morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Just checking. Some of us, yeah. Just checking. Yeah. We don't have any windows. It's morning somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's five o'clock somewhere, too. Anyway, welcome back. Steve is out. Miss Shannon is in. Uh, you've read some interesting stuff with you today. Which one do you want to do? Are you a Stephen King fan? Do you I want am to do a this Stephen one?
3: King fan. Because this show is going to be on Apple TV uh, starting on Friday. Ooh, um, it's Lisi's I- Story. And so the thing I thought was interesting about this one is that Stephen King uh, wrote this series based upon uh, his near-death experience. Because a few years ago, he had an incredibly uh, difficult bout of pneumonia. And for a while, it looked like maybe he would not um, recover. From it, and so once he was able to recover, uh, his wife had gone through this this uh, period of like getting rid of some of his stuff and trying to like reset up his office and just kind of clear yeah. out so he could start afresh when he came back. So the book is about um, how it, it it follows his wife and what the life would have been like. If he had died. Oh, wow. And so that's what it is. And now they have adapted it to a series and we're going to be able to see that on Apple TV. Neat. Yeah. And I just thought it was really interesting because it's the story. Like we we played that song earlier from Prince's vault. Mm -hmm. But it's that story of what would you do if you had a creative partner? That after they passed away, people were telling you, you should publish their work. Here's what we want to see. Give us access yeah, to these things. Yeah. And that's what this looks like the story is going to be about.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. The, he had another series. Uh, people are going to start yelling at their radio on Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I watched one episode and I'm like, I don't like this. Okay. What about it? Did you not like mm-hmm. Mm, I can't just everything you didn't like the feel it. Of it? Mm-hmm. it was weird. Oh gosh, I wish I could remember. It started. I thought it started with an O. Um, hang on. I am very. Go ahead. Are you?
2: We're still talking about Stephen King, right? Correct. Yeah. Did you watch the stand on All Access? CBS All Access. Michigan? That's what it was.
3: I didn't watch the new version. I've seen the old one and I read the book. The um, new
2: version is really pretty good. I Okay, thought. I right. thought it was pretty good. So that it, Donna, you might. I I don't know. Yeah, you probably. I did, did it
0: start in a jail. Like these this weird alien creature nope. thing. Nope. Okay. The stand
2: is more like the stand against the devil. It's, it's all post-apocalyptic
3: about a post apocalyptic story yeah. that basically okay. is about like, you know, yeah. And so that one I liked those movies. I liked the old school miniseries that they did. I thought that was okay. Mm-hmm. Um because that was let's see. It, it, I mean, so many of his things. Like, I'm very fifty fifty on Stephen King things because I don't like a lot of horror. So the ones that super lean into it, there's usually a reason why I'm like, okay, well, I'm like, like I've never seen Pet Cemetery.
0: Yeah, you know, all same. the way through. Any but of any but that Misery, stuff. that that was a great story. Yes. Misery yes. was really good. The Shining, yes, was really good. Carrie, Carrie, yeah, you know, really. That good. one we
3: can see, you know. And so there's just some other things that I'm going. Ah, I'll let that go.
0: Yeah, and
3: and so this one though, I think it'll be interesting because it says it also includes a supernatural element. Um, as Scott still visits Lissy's sister Amanda after his death, so it sounds like there's okay, a ghost that's yeah. involved, and that'll be all that things. So that I think I might give a shot. I give a shot to.
0: OK, yeah, I, I will try it. It's it's out today, right? I believe so. OK, um, maybe it's his kid who had something out. He's just been interesting is talking about near death experience.
3: Wasn't he also the author that he had? He was in a really bad uh, car related accident where like a car hit him. Yeah, yeah. so a car hit him and yes. he like broke his collarbone and almost ended up paralyzed and all of those things. So talk about somebody who like dabbles on the world of creepy supernatural, but then to have all of these things yes, happen it, to him. Right? right?
0: That's insane. Well, and misery starts like that with a car accident, yes. right? hmm and yeah, maybe that's, you know, where he's drawing, He's drawing from. his inspiration. And then he's like, but that character, but,
3: but, but that character died. I lived, yeah, you know, kind yeah, of thing. Exactly. well done. So using your,
0: you know, turning lemon into lemonade. That's what Stephen King obviously yeah. is doing over there. See, I really do miss some of those stories. I miss reading. I need to get back to reading him Grisham Grisham it was so good. I don't even remember why I fell off a of Grisham. You know, here's why I fell off a of Grisham. I know why I did. I read a Christmas story that I was like, Pfft.
3: "No, I it, it was one of those things that I'm just like it got very formulaic to me where sure. it's all like and here's when this happens and this is when the attorney comes in and everything is always in the, you know, in the Caymans or on some island list related. Yes, yes. So I just kind of got, all right, I've read the story and it's just different people. Yeah. So I kind of just fell off and never went back. I'm yeah. sure there's other ones that are great.
0: Oh, for sure. Right. For sure. But I think that's what happens. You just kind of things just like peter out and you're like, "Eh, I'll move on to something else. Right. Well, that show is based upon a relationship. And then this
3: next thing is just a relationship scenario that I wanted to talk to you about. because I read this article um, and it was uh, about Seal and Seal was the British singer Seal. And he was talking about how there were some things that were kind of. Wonky when he was still married to Heidi Klum and the thing that he said he disliked most was when they were together every year she would throw this big lavish party that was uh, their vow renewal. Ceremony.
0: Was this the Halloween party that no, she did? No, that's every a year? whole different party. Oh my God, she's really into she the likes parties. <laughs> and so
3: this would be a similar party in that there was usually a theme, you know, and so they'd have all these guests. And so they would go, like, you know, they, they'd have, you know, sometimes they'd take the celebration on the road. And so Seal was really interesting because he said, it kind of turned into a little bit of a circus, which I wasn't terribly fond of, he said. Because mm. I'm, you know, by default, I'm a quiet person. But he says that he just did it because that's what she was into. So, you know, I I wasn't married long enough that we needed to have, you know, we could barely remember when our anniversary is and get our act together for that. I certainly <laughs> wasn't having like an additional party. That was a big deal every year when I got married. But I... I, I think it's interesting that somebody that feels like I so wasn't into it, but I just did it because she
0: wanted it. See, when I hear about people renewing their vows, at, like, for example, it, it feels a little bit like a red flag, like something's wrong in the relationship right now. Right. I, I get it on your 50th anniversary or something. Yes, like that, if your 25th... it's a milestone. Yes. yes, I understand.
3: If it's every year. Yeah. We're going to remind everyone. I'm like, just throw a party. Just huh? have a mixer. Have right. a barbecue. You don't have to have a a reason like right. we're gonna call it our vow renewal party <laughs> Why? yeah
0: i know it's like do i have to do that again <laughs> right i'm sure
3: seal's um, just like
0: tom cruise have your friends over right mm-hmm. tom cruise and nicole kidman did this and then within the next 12 months they broke up mm-hmm. and i feel like somebody else just did this vow I renewal thing and if, it happened to them too
3: i wonder if and again we didn't get to this point in counseling i'm just curious if that's One of the things that they encourage you to do in certain circles is that to really refocus on your relationship and your vows and do all these things like it sounds like that kind of scenario to me that, you know, Mm -hmm. it's I, I really see it as a weird thing like that where you're going, okay, I need to. You know, we're going to show how much we still love, and we're going to sit down, and we're going to discuss this, and work through all of our feelings, and have re and recommit to one another, and our thing. Yes. (laughs) And so,
0: (laughs) and then it's like, and bye. Right. You know, Um, because why are we having a party? Who else did this? Oh, Nick Cannon and Mariah Carey did that. mm -hmm. Demi Moore and Ashton Kutcher did it. Um, Bruce and Chris Jenner did it?
3: Maybe it's also a matter of if you have a certain level of exposure as a celebrity couple. I think it's one of those when you start seeing a couple of tabloid things that pop up that go, maybe there's uh, blood in the water and the relationship might be sunsetting. Yes. Then they're like, nah, look, we had a vow renewal <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> ceremony. So yeah. it changes the narrative
0: yeah. on celebrity partnerings. How I And I don't know. How do you feel about prenups? Oh, I'm all for prenups. Thank you. If Me I ever get married, married again, I'm
3: gonna do a prenup. Yes, Absolutely. I said that to a guy. We were on our second date. So, oh yeah, if I ever get married again, I'm gonna do a prenuptial agreement. He's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't have any money. I'm like, you no longer have a date. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm out of here. Am I like, that's not? I'm like, no, I, there's no way. Yeah, no, you should have said that's why <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> exactly. don't have any um, oh. But I, I'm, I yeah, I am definitely down for a prenup. Me too. If on either side. I yes, don't care. I think it needs to be on both sides. And I think that it also mm-hmm. is another thing is that you want to have these discussions and make sure you're on the same page before you get married. Yeah. And, and you don't want I'm not a douse. I'm not trying to douse everybody's love. But I, I know, think there are some love. things. Yeah. There were some things that my ex-husband and I, we didn't talk about before we got married. Right. And we had very different opinions on same things. And it was a lot of it was our methodology with money. Sure. And we would have known that ahead of time. And maybe at least had had a contract. Correct. And marriage is a contract. Exactly. So So why not work this all out? Yeah. And then we can just focus on other things because
0: that part has already been discussed. Correct. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, there you go. Wow, that rarely happens. Well, you know why? Because Steve's on here. <laughs> <laughs> we all agree. There you go. Steve's like, no, I think you're you're putting a bad vibe on the nope. marriage. Nope,
3: you are clearing the air so you can move on with love, appropriately. Exactly, just being sister. Safe. Yes, totally. Being safe.
0: All right. Hey, uh, when we come back, there's uh, a new documentary coming out about Anthony Bourdain. We've got a little bit of the trailer to share with you. And also, Tom Cruise's filming nightmare Mm. has actually come true. How weird is this? We'll discuss when we come back. And also, Grant will have a uh, dirt alert. Oh, coming up next on my talk. (laughs) Okay. Okay, bye now.